The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast. And now it's true because we went to London and I'm doing this from Italy. <laughs> You're saying it in your head, yell it in your cubes. World George's Fox, as always, broadcasting to you live from Lake Como, Italia. Is JJ joined by a, I'm sure, very jet lag, fresh off a flight from Italy, fresh off a fresh engagement? My new international travel partner, Keith McPherson. Keith, how's it going? Yo, 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 I'm all right. I slept like five hours last night, six hours last night. Uh, the flight from London to here is like seven hours, and you fly back in time, but it's all good because, like you said, we're worldwide, wide, wide. George's <laughs> box. How did this was your first like international travel like that? Yeah, this is my first time leaving the country, man. Um, you never did like Mexico or Canada or anything like that? No, I well actually I went to, no, I don't think I went to Canada. I went to I think I went to Niagara Falls when I was a kid. No, I never left the country. Just never never anything to go for. Um I didn't grow up going on vacations. Um I've been working as uh, an adult. Um this was a huge trip obviously like you said I got engaged. I uh, always had the plan of, you know, going to London to propose to my girl who, you know, for the last five years has talked about how she much she loves, loves London. London. She loves. Yeah. I hardly know her to get back. Like, I don't I don't know her that long. Um, I talked to her a bunch in London. Obviously, we're hanging out. She loves your girl loves London. Oh, yeah, man. So I made sure like, OK, like the Yankees were the reason that I was going and she was coming with. And I'm like, this is going to be the moment. And I mean, I think I did a good job. Um, a lot of people. We're sending love. So shout out to all the people that, you know, congratulated us. Um, we are engaged now. And I think I pulled off the pictures and everything else that came with it. And I, the whole thing was I was like, OK, before we go into the stadium and I'm meeting people, 
whether it's the BP UK crew or some media people or old coworkers and friends, I'm like, I got to introduce my girl as my fiance. I'm tired of introducing her as my girlfriend. So I got that done on Friday before we even hit the batting practice. You did it smart. The pictures look great. Congratulations to uh, to both of you. We had a good time. So flying uh, back and forth, just curious, like your opinion, which flight was, was either flight like worse for you? The flight out was worse for me. Um, but, yo, like I used to bash United because I guess flying from like Newark to Chicago or Newark to Denver, I had some bad experiences with United, but the British crew like made my flight. They were super nice, super helpful. They were bringing snacks, drinks, food. Uh, obviously, like the drinks were included, alcohol, um, the dinners, and they just kept checking on you. They brought us ice cream and like pizza rolls. And I'm like, wow, this is better service in the air than you can get anywhere in like New York, New Jersey area. I'm like, these people are so nice. The British are like super polite. I mean, when we, you know, we spent a couple of times, we'll kind of just jump around the whole London series, but like we had a lot of interactions with security. I mean, there's at any sporting event you go to, it's a lot of security and they were super polite. Whereas I feel like you go to sporting events or really anything with security in the U S and there's a certain level of like entitlement because it says security on their back. Where in London, right. it's, it was like, it's very polite, very helpful. So, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, seeing some of the people that were working security in London, I'm like, is this some of their first time ever being security at like a game? Because they're like trying to assert themselves, but not too much. They're trying to tell you what to do, but they don't want to ruin your time. Yeah, it, it was very polite. It was so... I had a blog go up today because we're recording this. It's 10 something at night for me. It's four something at night for you or in the afternoon. And um, I wrote a blog today that was titled, I went to the London series and you should feel dumb if you didn't. And I truly believe (laughs) that I sent out a ton of tweets um, around it that this was, I believe, a once in a lifetime opportunity as someone who loves the Yankees, as someone who loves baseball. And I know, you know, you're you're a huge Yankees fan too, and, and you'll kind of give your take on it. But it was aside from the heat on Saturday, which there's nothing they could do about that because normally it's in the 70s. On Friday and Sunday, we were at the stadium, it was in the 70s. It just happened to be in the 90s on Saturday. I think everything went off great. I mean, the transportation was great. Even the way they like they'll stop you walking to the train so things don't get too backed up. That was great. Like everything that could have been terrible and the lowest part wasn't that bad. And the hospitality was amazing. The energy was playoff atmosphere, excitement. Like I was thinking it was weird when the Red Sox were coming up to bat in the bottom of the ninth on Sunday. Mookie Betts was coming in and there were Red Sox fans like yelling to him and he was like saluting them. And I was thinking, like, if you really think about it, this is just a game in June where you're 10 games back. So, like, who gives a shit if you're Mookie Betts? But the players, I think, accepted the fact that there was a playoff atmosphere around this, and they put their best foot forward, too. There there was no complaining about having to go there and do that and the extra obligations. Oh, yeah, man. It's the world stage. Uh, Everybody in the world was watching, whether you like baseball or not. You were checking to see what was going on in London. It's the fact that it was the first ever game. Shout out to the United Kingdom, London, 
the people that work at London Stadium, the ex- execution was flawless. Like you said, with them, that the uh, massive amounts of people that were walking out and them like doing crowd control so that we didn't overflow the tube, the underground system was perfect. Um, even like I said, how nice the security was, you know, they like, they want to tell you, hey, you're not allowed to go in that area, but they're not going to put their hands on you. They're not going to get in your way. Like, they're just going to say, don't go over there. There's, a, there's multiple times where I walk places that I wasn't supposed to go because they're like, excuse me, sir. And as long as you don't acknowledge them, as long as you don't look their way, they're not going after you. They're not chasing you. They're like, um, a, I, I kept saying they're like a Tyrannosaurus. If you're not moving, they can't see you. <laughs> exactly. It's like, man, they're not going to chase you. They're not going to go after you. Uh, I, I loved it. I know the players... Um, you know, might not have all loved it because it was kind of weird. Uh, the d- dimensions of the field were weird, the white seats and all this stuff. But I feel like it's our job as two people that made the trip to go before we even knew we were going to have a podcast together. We made the trip to go, had a great time. It's our job to let people know how dope it was. Someone messaged me and they were like, glad that's over. Oh, glad that's over. Hope we never do that again. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? If we do that again, I'm going back. I can't if they wait just, to go yeah. back. I hope we play in other cities. If it was next year, if they were just like, we're doing this again next year, I'd be there in a second. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about going next year because I have a bunch of friends in Chicago that are Cubs fans. I'm like, um, now that I know the ropes, I'd love to go there and help them out. Man, shout out to Major League Baseball. Uh, the London series was excellent. It might have been whack for you sitting at home to watch those marathon games, all those runs scored. But for us over there, we were having a blast. And it was like a party out there. You saw uh, we were linking with people, whether it was media people from the Yes Network, ESPN, um, Twitter personalities. Just listeners. I got to see Just some of regular, my- regular people who listen to the show, too. Like We got a lot right. of love out there from people listening to the show. So thank you very much. Right. Can I, I, I like wrote down a couple names, but I feel bad because I'm not going to remember everyone. Big shout out to Clive because he hooked up the Friday tickets to get Nicole and I into batting practice. Joe, who is like the head of the UK chapter, I think he said by like default, you know, he set up a lot of stuff. Scott, uh, you know, I felt like it was a great time for him. He talked about how his dad took him took him to his first game. He just he saw a shooting stadium meets and he's like, hey, it's George's box. I'm like, come on through. Um, Anitha, she was super cool. James, who made his way there the second day, missed the first day, uh, took a selfie with us. Richard was super cool. A bunch of other people out there that we met in the UK, just like. It's crazy to, you know, start a podcast and be 15 episodes in, go across the pond and have people that genuinely listen to your show like you, want to chill with you, want to buy you a beer shot, take a picture with you and just be Yankee fans together. All right. So let's talk about like just meeting those people and really just people who are from Europe that were there in general. They all had like some interesting story about becoming a Yankee fan. Like for us. It's just like, so it's weird here because here, like we're from the area, right? Like I grew up in the Bronx. You grew up in Jersey. We're from the area. So it was either going to be Yankees or Mets. Um, You actually kind of fit a little bit because like you've got, you're a Cowboys fan. You're a Duke fan. And you probably, you get shit from people at times. And we've covered it on here. Like you've been those fans for forever. But there are always, I'm sure, people who would, you say you're a Cowboys fan and they just like give you shit for it, right? You're a front runner, yeah. yeah. Even though the Cowboys haven't been a front runner forever, you were fr- in twenty years. You were front. They won the Super Bowl when I was in second grade. I haven't seen another. Yeah, one. exactly. But for all, and then like I meet people who are from like the middle of Pennsylvania, or people who like are from Philly. And like, oh, I'm a Yankees fan. Like in '96, I switched from the Phillies to them, and we're like, all right, 
But in the UK, <laughs> it's like, well, you like the Yankees. Why? And they all had like great stories, whether it be I just kind of like fell into it. Um, you know, I saw them, you know, sometimes it's just like the pinstripes. Sometimes it was I went on a trip there. Um, other times I did meet some other people who were just like, you know, hey, I like this team because I just happened to like them. And it wasn't even the Yankees. I think maybe it was you told me you met an Astros fan who was like, yeah, I just like started to like the Astros and they just stunk for forever. And then it finally paid off. Yeah, I went to uh, hashtag MLB meetups UK on Friday night. And I met people there that were Yankee fans and, and they watched these games at like two, three in the morning. And I met an Astros fan who said, you know, he liked Mike Hampton back in the day. And, yes, that's you know, what Biggio it was. And, and I'm like, <laughs> he said he started being an Astros fan then and he just stuck with it. He went through the hundred loss season. And then he said the joy of watching them win the World Series two years ago was everything. And he'll never not be like, even the teams over there, he likes soccer teams and stuff, but like he is a Astros fan first. And like you said, a lot of people had stories with, hey, I went to New York and we were looking for stuff to do and I went to a Yankee game and I loved it. Or, you know, I, I mentioned Scott, he said his dad took him to his first game. So that culture of take me out to the ball game, you know, peanuts and Cracker Jacks, hot dogs, all that type of stuff. When that hits you young and it starts there, it carries over. And it's awesome to see that effect in the UK because a lot of people in America uh, try and shit on baseball and they say it's slow pace of play. Uh, it's not as entertaining. Um, NFL and NBA are ahead of it. And that's fine. I literally never try to convince anyone to like baseball. But for me and you and a lot of other people, it's that nostalgia. There's, there's a story. There's something deeper that when you were a kid, you started wearing this Yankee hat or when you were a kid, you saw Derek Jeter or something that literally stays with you forever. And that's why Yankee fans go so hard and, and fly across the Atlantic Ocean to see their team sweep the Red Sox. And we were loud and it was clear whose stadium that was the whole time. So in terms of the stadium itself, um, it's a nice stadium. It's obviously set up different than where it used to because it has a different sport. The fields, you know, the field of play is a different size and they just have different customs. But I thought it was I thought it was a great stadium um, from once I learned how to take the tube. Very accessible, which was great. Mm -hmm. uh, Oyster card, gang. Oyster card is so easy. You buy one Oyster card for the week. I don't even know how much it was, but it's like it's good for the week and you can get anywhere. Yeah, it was. So like once you figure that out, like that's super, uh, you know, super easy. Um, the design of the stadium is for that like 90 degree day was very tough because it's built with like almost like a, a quarter of a roof or like a third of a roof and there's not really gaps for air circulation uh but in terms of like the field of play the field of play itself people are like oh what are the dimensions oh 330 down the line oh 385 in center field 16 foot fence and some people uh, i think the, the gaps felt a little big but when you think about where these teams play all year like they play in all these different stadiums they play in stadiums that have 330 down each line they play in stadiums that have maybe a shorter center field than, uh, you know, always this, you know, not as short as this wall, not as high ended up not coming into play. I think the only thing that came into play was the extra foul territory where there were some balls that were dropped by uh, first baseman primarily 
trying to get over to balls and it's just more ground than they ever covered. And you can't, and then they, they dropped it and you, but you can't really complain about that because in other dimensions that would have just been in the stand. So instead of dropped, like that's still just a foul ball. Uh, so I was kind of relieved that the field of play didn't really come into play at all. And MLB did a great job putting it together in like five days. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and you met my, my friend, Mike, who uh, got us the tickets the second day. He said the plan is for next year to just roll that turf up, preserve it, and bring it right back out for the 2020 series. And I, I'm pretty sure they shipped that dirt from like Pennsylvania. Um, I think they might make some alterations. I was listening to the BP show and Andrew said that, you know, they, they might have to change the field. I think they're going to have the same exact field. They might try to bring the dugouts in a little more. So there's not, I don't know, it felt like it was like 50 yards of space between uh, the first baseline and uh, foul territory. And um, I don't know. I, you 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 got to expect that, though. It's a soccer stadium. It wasn't built for baseball. Even in the stands, navigating where, like, the press area is, they have those two guys saying, you can't walk here. Why? Because it's the press area. Us trying to find our seats, me trying to find um, Adoni Batista, I'm walking through, like, different rows, and I'm just stepping over people. Um, and he was only two sections over. I think he was in 208, and we were yeah. in like two, 205 but the way that it was built like this is built for soccer matches not baseball but hey we brought the game there major league baseball did what they had to do and i think they did an excellent job i think there's going to be a lot of people uh a lot more people rather next year that want to go to the game to see the cardinals and cubs um that that live there because i heard a lot about oh like you know the people there might not have bought as many tickets. The first night, yeah, there was so much energy around the first night because no one knew what was going to happen. Uh, it was the first one ever. Sunday, I think, was more of a chill vibe, which which made a fun time for us. But um, I think, that we, you know, Major League Baseball put a great stamp for the game over there. And whenever they do this again next year and the year after, I think the local community is going to be uh, all about it. Yeah, I mean, I saw some people complaining like, oh, the local community didn't know about it. But if you think about it, um, you know, how often do you hear about like, oh, two big soccer teams came over and they played, whether it be at the Meadowlands or whatever, like maybe you catch it on Sports Center or because you live in Jersey City, like Meadowlands or Yankee Stadium. You just kind of hear word after Red the fact. Bull Arena. Yeah, you see people yeah. maybe at a bar after and like they had just been there, but you don't know about that. The reason you know about that is because you don't care about those teams. You don't care about that sport. You don't care about that league. But you see people having a good time and you're like, or you hear a friend maybe when you're like, yo, next time, let me know. Like next time I'll come. Yeah. The, and um, that's what's going to happen. The Costa Rica soccer team. I think I saw the Costa Rica soccer team played in Harrison at Red Bull Arena a couple months ago. And I didn't know anything about it, but I saw all these yellow jerseys and this massive amount of, uh, of people, um, I think, taking the path to, to Newark from Jersey City. And it's like, if I see 15, 20 people in the same jersey in Jersey City going, going somewhere, I'm like, where are you guys going? Oh, they're going to the Red Bull Arena um, to watch the Co Costa Rica national team play. I had no idea about that. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to happen for locals there or even for people who went. Like, we met people from, like, Clive's from Scotland, and he came, like, pretty much on his own. And then next thing you know, he's like, yo, I had a great time. And his buddies were like, all right, well, I'll come next year. Now he turned one person into yeah. four people. It's like a pyramid scheme of growing the sport, which is, I think, exactly what baseball had planned by having Yankees Red Sox because it's the easily accessible for us geographically. It is um, the like most passionate fan bases. You have the Red Sox coming off a 
World Series year, which obviously they didn't know when they were scheduled that they would win the World Series, or they do because the fix is in, um, and Yankee fans who are all over the world. So you set that up to, like, I, I just, for a league that it's so easy to complain about leagues and sports lately, I think that they did a fantastic job, and I have zero complaints. Yeah, and I think they did a better job than the NFL, where the NFL comes over here with the Jaguars and Browns, and they play a 9 a.m. game that no one in America sees. Um, You know, these games were timed right. Sunday at 10, coverage started, and it was just a coverage. And then, you know, an hour in, the the game starts. Um, I loved it. Uh, As someone that was in the MLB fan cave, someone that does a a baseball podcast, I'm very proud to... Um, you know, stand with the with the Major League Baseball shield and say, yo, they went over there and crushed it next year. I don't think the Cubs and Cardinals will travel as well as, you know, New York and Boston. Just it's a longer flight, different fan bases, maybe not as big. Well, big fan bases for both those teams. But um, I, I don't think it'll matter. I think, like I said, the local community will will be involved because they know next year it's coming. And, you know, people like us, like I said, I might go back next year. And I know there's going to be more people that are going back next year that aren't just Yankee fans. I saw some Cubs, Cubs jerseys out there, some Cubs fans out there. Maybe they were prospecting for next year. Um, I hope this is something that, you know, they keep doing. Um, I'd like to see the Yankees in another city. If you were sitting at home and you thought, oh, man, this sucks, you're completely wrong. It was a time of my life. It was one of the greatest weekends of my lifetime and a great way to watch a baseball game, whether it was, you know, the wrong dimensions of the field, whether it was a five-hour game, 50 runs scored through the weekend. Like, I loved it. It, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the actual baseball that happened. Um, we went and we saw the the workout the day before, and no one really put on a display of, you know, like home run derby type display. But, guys, it looked like they were just kind of getting comfortable. I, I feel like you said it while we were talking, standing there, like, guys are just getting com- comfortable peppering the ball all over the place. And, really, that's what we got in the first inning of – the game, obviously, Hicks hit his home run. But we just saw guys playing the ball line the line, peppering it, and uh, you know each team getting six runs, which as much as I want to see Rick Porcello get shelled and then I want to see Tanaka go out there and shove for just like seven innings, I think when you're trying to grow the game like that, having the offense that we had really helps a lot. Now, whether... There's always a conspiracy theories or the balls juiced. I had, um, I think it was Joe asked me the second day uh, when we were at the bar, what does that mean when the balls are juiced? And I was like, that's fucking awesome that you don't know that. But like a lot of people probably <laughs> don't because you're not a baseball nerd like me. So I explained it to him. And, um, and I was like, if you think about it, it makes sense because you want the offense. Offense drives excitement. Excitement for the most part in sports uh, drives women and children to be like, all right, something's going on. This isn't boring. Um, whereas, you know, some baseball nerds like me are like, fuck, I want to see Tanaka shove. Uh, I, I just think it helped that we had so much offense. Uh, I hope it doesn't hurt like Tanaka's ego. And, you know, Stephen Tarpley, I, I don't really care what, you know, goes through his head right now. But I, I think we needed the offense that we got. Yeah, I mean, it was fun to see the first inning of the first game. We go up 6-0. I hit the bathroom, and I'm talking cash shit to every Red Sox fans. I'm like, yo, <laughs> you guys could go home. I don't know why you wasted all this money. 6-0, Tanaka's going to gonna shove. Like, we're, this is done. 
But then I'm hearing roars from the stadium as I'm walking back in. I'm like, okay, the Red Sox are battling back. I loved it just for us. We kept the um, home run streak going um, with, con- with consecutive games. And then our MVP, DJ LeMahieu, he went off. And him getting to bat that much, I remember at some point I'm like, he's going to bat like so many times this weekend. It's ridiculous. Giving a guy like that that many ABs, you know what he's going to do. He's going to do work. Um, the game being long, I didn't care. It was crazy. That, the first night, right, <laughs> I didn't stay in the stadium because – I was staying 45 minutes from the stadium. The train stopped. So as you're watching the game, you have a decision to make. Do I stay here this whole game and not catch the train and take an Uber back? Or do I go for the train? And then even um, with last call in there, I think last call was at maybe 9.30 or 10. And you have a decision to make. Do I stay here? Because a lot of people were heading out. And I think I tweeted, um, you know, like Wi-Fi is working better. People are heading out. People are heading out because they need to go to dinner. They needed to go to the bar. They needed to catch a train. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it does take away from the game. There was um, there was no service in there. I had tweeted so many things in the top of the first inning that were just like trying to get out. And then <laughs> I went to the bathroom. And then I came out of the bathroom. And there was a big TV, like a jumbotron outside. And I was like, oh, I can get service out there. So let me go see. And the runs were scoring. Like I heard the crowd. I was like, oh, my just Yankee fandom coming through. I heard like a big cheer and was just like, oh, shit. Aaron Judge probably did something sick in the field. Like never that it could be a home run. <laughs> and then it was just like, all right, well, immediately opened Twitter and was just like, don't send, don't send, don't send, don't send, discard. Um but yeah, I mean, we went out there. We put up a lot of offense. I think it was exciting. Um, like you said, there was some chaos around. I just think, you know, when you're in a foreign country and you're just like, I don't know how I'm going to get home or where I am. And I know I have to go kind of far. Um, you know, even th- like you said, going back next year, if, if you were to go back with your friends, like you're a tremendous tour guide for the London series specifically because right. you know all the ins and outs. Um you know, which is just like, you know, super interesting. And also when you talk about like, ah, like maybe you'll, you leave early because you don't care about the end of the game. You've seen so many games end early. When we were at the BP crew meetup at bat and ball, there were people who were asking, they were like, should we go to batting practice? And I was just like, well, I'm not like, I've seen batting practice. I saw batting practice yesterday. I've seen batting practice a billion right. times. And I just like the idea that for the, I just couldn't imagine loving something for so long. Um, and, you know, maybe some people it's two years, some people it's, you know, nine years and just being like, I can't believe after all this time, like this has come to my doorstep. I was so excited for the people who yeah. live there, who who were excited to be so, there. Yeah. So was I, man. Uh, growing up myself, I watched the Yankees on TV. I watched all sports on TV. And that's part of the reason that I'm such a fanatic now is because as a kid, I didn't really fully understand that, like, you can go to the stadium, you can buy tickets. You can, you can go to the stadium and watch this live. It was a TV experience for me. And for them, for most of their lives, they thought it would only be a TV experience unless they came to the States. And for them to be able to, be able to get on a train um, or drive or not go that far to see their favorite team, that's sick. And of course, they're like, you know, you know, should we go to batting practice? I don't care to see batting practice. That's what we did on Friday. I'm not going into the stadium two hours early for batting practice. It was a long day. We spent like eight hours there on um on saturday and between like going to london yards that's a whole nother thing yeah. we went to the london yards activation at the truman brewery 
which is in like I think Shoreditch. That dude, you're is like the twenty minutes mayor, away from the stadium. You're like the mayor of London. You're just throwing you're throwing off all the right names. I'm super proud of you because you've yeah. never been there before. No, it was my first time there, but I was taking it all in and I did some research leading up to it. And like I say, yo, we're ambassadors for the game. Before we went out, I was like, MLB, reach out with some credentials. They didn't reach out, but I connected with some people there. And next thing you know, we're, you know, we're shooting content. We're um, we did the tops baseball card at London Yards, and people are getting to see, like, wow, all of this is going on, almost like a, a festival-like culture, almost like an all-star game activation for the two-game London series. Uh, it's sick, man. And and anyone, like I said, anyone that says all oh, these games sucked or anyone that, you know, considers themselves a Yankee fan and you were you were hesitant or you didn't get up like we did at five in the morning to buy tickets, you, you took an L because we went over there, won both games and we ran shit. And it's something I'll never forget as long as I live. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, it, it was just I can't say enough. It was just a great experience. Now, one story I do want to tell, and so I'm hoping, as far as I remember, because we had been drinking a little bit, the girl's name was Anna. I want to get their full story from her, so Anna, DM me, and we'll figure out a time to get you to come on the show. But there were two girls from London who were like from the area. I don't want to definitely say it was London, who showed up, and one of them was wearing a thumbs down t-shirt like from Todd Frazier 2017 days yeah with the pinstripes yep. on it and then her friend was there who was a Yankee fan and I was asking him, you know oh why are you guys Yankee fans and he said oh 2017 we went to New York on a trip tried to go to as many sports as we could Yankee tickets were like six bucks and I was like yeah it's a beautiful thing about baseball it's like so big so many games that you can go and they were like so we just went a bunch of times and it was just great and so much fun and so exciting, which is exactly why I do stadium meets, show people how exciting the stadium is. Um, and then they got thumbs down tattoos on their ankles. And now there's much more of the story that me and Keith both know, but I want to get, <laughs> so I don't want to dive too much into it, but because I want them to, or one of them, Anna said she would come on to tell the story, but just to see like that kind of dedication and that kind of like, I love the yeah. Yankees. I I saw it, it's just my dream as someone who loves the Yankees so much to just see people do this. Um it, it like with almost like a childlike wonder. Um it, it awesome to see them come together and and feel that excitement that honestly I feel every time I go to the stadium. Yeah, man. I like I feel the same way. I'm like I said to, to these girls I'm like, "Wow, you guys made a permanent uh tattoo. You made a permanent decision." off of like just falling in love with the Yankees and Yankees stadium on a trip to America. You can come to America and do a million other things, but it just shows you the like pageantry and presentation and how epic it is to be a Yankee fan and, you know, watch the Yankees and that run that we had, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let them tell the story about when they got the tattoos, how that all went down. That was a historic run, an amazing run for us in, in 2017. We thought we were going to sneak into the World Series. That thumbs down originated from a Mets season ticket holder that was at City Field watching the Yankees play the Rays when the Yankees had to play there. And he became this big meme and and GIF. And now, like, these girls have the tattoo. And it's that's something, like, if someone would have told me that, like, there's no way you could know that. There's no way you could know you would go to the BK crew or uh, BP crew UK meetup and meet someone with a, a Yankee story like that. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just so dope, the whole thing. Um, 
what else from the games? Uh, I mean, we saw a lot of pitchers. We scored a lot of runs. They scored a lot of runs. I don't know. I'm sure maybe someone will, hopefully from Bronx Men Stripes, you know, maybe do a, a breakdown of, you know, I, I don't even think it's there. That's one thing with this is they don't have all the tracking that MLB normally has at stadiums to be able to get like the total, like a pitcher's break or like their arm angles or, you know, I wonder if oh, there was yeah. something. The up with the, in there. Yeah, I wonder. But even like yeah, the advanced that. analytics that like normally the league or it's like on fan graphs isn't there. Your buddy Mike showed me they didn't have everything set up. So I'm curious about that and the pitcher impact of like maybe the field, maybe that did play into it. The mound wasn't good or something like that. But as we were trying to get information, I guess, yeah, this is a, a critique that I have is they have two big jumbotrons on either side of the stadium, pretty much in like the left field corner and right field corner, just in foul territory. Those are there regularly from soccer matches and cricket or whatever else happens there. But there wasn't like a replay of the game. There were no TVs anywhere. If you left like the insides go to the concourse and it was a hard time trying to locate game information throughout the Jumbotron. So I think they could do a better job there because they were wasting space showing a picture of the guy who was up and like fun facts about him where we don't necessarily yeah. need that if we have limited places to get information. Yeah. And I mean, and that's not a harsh critique. That's just something that, you know, maybe they'll learn and go into next year. Um, here's something from the game that I I appreciated the culture, right? They didn't always get it right. So like when the Yankees hit a home run, you hear dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. You caught this. They were just playing that. They were just playing that randomly at any time. And for me, that's like, like, I was like, sonically, I hear that. And I'm like, wait, where are the lights flickering? And like, no one hit a home run. Don't play that right now. Um, but they did a good job. They played Sweet Caroline and shipping up the Boston for the Red Sox. They obviously played Frank Sinatra uh, for us. And they had other things in there. Like they had the Deo, but it wasn't like our Deo. They had the, um, Freddie Mercury. the like, lead singer from Freddie Mercury. Right, from Queens Deo. So it's like, you know, they gave us our culture. They also implemented um, like the freeze. And then like how we, you, you know, the, they do the, um, they do the like pierogi run in uh, Pittsburgh. Like they had that, how they do the president's run in, um, DC, you know, Nationals Park. They had like, I think the queen, the Loch Ness monster, Churchill and, and like Freddie a, uh, Mercury. And then, and then Freddie Mercury. So it's like, man, that's dope to see them put their spin on like America's pastime for their people and also entertain us. I, I just think from top to bottom, they, they crushed it and, and they're only going to get better next year. Uh, should be good. Whether, you know, the Cubs, I, I think the Cubs and Cardinals would be competitive, whether they're fans, uh, travel as heavy as we did or not, I think the presentation will only get stronger. Yeah. And I don't know what it looked like at home. And I don't, to be honest, I don't really care because I've never, I don't really complain about broadcasters. Um, I did see some people on Twitter complain about, but like, that's just a regular broadcast stuff that could happen. You know, it could have happened back in New York. I really can't stress enough. If you know someone who's a Cubs fan, Cardinals fan, or you're just a baseball fan, like tell them to go. It was a great time. I think anyone who didn't yeah. go uh, should Spend regret the money, it. Should, like, they should put it on your credit card, start planning it out, go because you can't put a price on it. Like, I, okay, so in the episode before we went, I'm like, I only got tickets to Saturday. Yeah, because I could only afford to get five tickets uh, for Saturday or four tickets for Saturday back in, De in December, but then I didn't need to buy tickets for Sunday. I met people, I talked to people, realized I have friends out there, and then. 
you know, I'll probably talk about it on the Bronx Pinstripes um, show this week. But like I ran into old co-workers, right? Jesus was there. Jesus Nice is chilling there. Uh, I worked with him at MTV2 in 2015. I run into him. It's like, yo, come sit with us. He's sitting in the same area as Todd Gurley, who when I was at Rock Nation, I was the NFL digital lead. So I was helping all of our NFL clients with their social media. I had already met Todd. I'd already talked to Todd. So, you know, it was super cool to be in that environment, even meeting some of the, um, you know, other people in the Yankees Twitter universe, uh, Danny's dugout that was out there. She flagged me down. We were sitting behind her. I didn't see her. She's waving. I'm like, oh, there she is. I might as well go down there, say what's up, introduce myself, her, Danny Daniels. What's up? Let's take a selfie. Uh, Adoni Batista, my man, 100 grand, who introduced me to Brian Cashman. He's out there. Yeah, I'm going to go find you. Take a pic. We're all out here. You know, we're all putting on, we're all repping the Yankees and we're doing this one time. And who knows if we'll get a chance to do something like that again. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the current like situation. Red Sox are 11 games back right now as the Yankees, we're getting ready for the all-star break. We got, we got to play the Mets to kick things off, but we're sitting at six and a half games up on the Rays, who I've never been worried about and 11 games up on the Red Sox. Like we talked very early in the year about, oh, you know, how nervous you feel when injuries start and we weren't very nervous, but like it's really paying off. Just I feel so comfortable heading into this. Um, I forget who did. I think it was like Neil Keefe from Keefe's of the City had pointed out like what records these teams would have to have if the Yankees who were playing 659 baseball were only only played 500 the rest of the way, like with a total collapse. Yeah. These teams would that. still have to be amazing. So while we're just trying to get, you know, a couple people back and we, we want to see Severino and we want to see Herman and we want to see Batances and obviously we want to get Stanton back. Like our team is still going to improve. We still have deadline deals to make and we're, we're just sitting in such great position that, yeah. you know, we can cruise to the playoffs, but I really think we're just going to, we're going to make a run and, and really run away with this. And I feel the same. And I know, you know, our tagline at the end of this show is see you at the at the parade. And I like mean that. And I know you mean that. And when I see people say, hey, don't jinx it. You guys are blah, 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 blah. Don't be so confident. Fuck that. Like I see people like comment that, hey, don't jinx it. We got a long way to go. Fuck that. Believe like this is our year. It was predicted to be our year. It's looking like our year. Right. First thing I did when I got to London, I go to uh, Kensington Gardens, which was by my hotel. And they have live parrots. Just like animals, birds, people's big ass dogs off the leash running around. I just got off the flight. I'm like, yo, what is going on? It's like seven, eight in the in the morning. I get the parrot on me, right? To walk the parrot like Edwin. Man, if Edwin wasn't on this team, like I didn't know Edwin was going to be on this team. It was just a perfect video. We sign Edwin and I'm thinking, yo, we don't need this guy. We got first base. Luke Voigt goes down in this series. We ha- we're set up. Like, we're set up for success. We've got guys. We've got insurance. We've got deals to make. The trade deadline is coming. And the thing about this, right, everybody knows how this goes, right? When we get the pitching and we have that set up, and obviously you see this lineup is ridiculous top to bottom. We got the uh, AL MVP if Trout doesn't get it again. Like, we're set up for success. We're set up for a great second half push. We're set up to make a run through the postseason. I don't want to hear anyone else counting against that, that wears an NY or pinstripes believe everyone needs to be all in on this chase for 28. The last time we won a world series was 10 years ago. It's time. I know you feel the same. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the stretch. I'm excited to get into like the summer of baseball, which is you know a lot goes on. You get into the dog days of summer, creates a really a lot of opportunities to go to more games. That's why I I, I enjoy it. Um, I, I think it's going to be like an exciting second half to the year, and it's normally like when I was younger, I used to get really excited for the All Star break because it was just you know. It was really the only opportunity you got to see all these players that thanks to social media we see all the time. And you got to see the home run derby. And like that was exciting because you just got to see guys mash. And uh, it just feels like London was that for me. And it happens to be like the 82nd game. So it's like I'm just ready for the second half, just ready to go, ready to steamroll, ready to start planning this parade because I feel like July, August, and September are just time I have to kill till the, till the inevitable. Yeah, the dog days, right? The dog days of baseball are coming, and it can move slow or it can move fast. Um, I think we're going to roll through it, though. And like like you said, I saw the numbers of, I think, where we were at this time last year, and then you know we were around the same place, and then we had a drop-off. We're going to roll. Uh, you can look at the schedule. Look who we've got coming. You also got to know that we're going to make some moves. In Cashman, we trust. Like This team is set up, and everyone knows, yo, put your fucking chips in. Ante up. Put your bets on the Yankees. It's World Series or bust. When we started this podcast, both of us predicted this. When this season started, a lot of the writers or whatever, they they tagged us just like they tagged the uh, Astros in 2017 to be the World Series champions. And they did it. And they had that like Sports Illustrated cover that called it maybe like five years before it happened. A lot of people pegged us to be the 2019 champions before we got Edwin. You know, before we knew we would have Glaber, before we knew we had everyone just whoever. thought that we'd be doing it with Bryce Harper. That's the difference. Right. Right. Exactly. This 2019 offseason with Machado and, and Harper, everyone thought we were going to get one of those guys and then go on to this 2019 World Series. We don't have either one of them. We don't need either one of them. We've got a bunch of other superstars. And this is what it's supposed to look like. These are the 27 time soon to be 28 time champs. Yo, here's something weird, man. When I was at the MLB meetups uk uh, i sat at table number 27 when we sat down for the bp crew event at the bat and ball i we sat at table 27 i'm like yo this is a sign that this 27 shit this is the last of it this is the last of the 27 time champs we're going for 28 and anyone that says anything against it i don't have time for you are you are you with us or against us i love it i love the excitement i'm glad i'm not the only psychopath that's uh that's doing this yeah no and it's and i haven't slept you're you're attending you're you're in bed after dinner it's uh what 10 almost 11 o'clock over there i'm amped yeah. up man i gotta go back in this city i'm going to kobayashi's party and people haven't seen me and they're gonna say man how was the game how was the yankees and i'm gonna talk the same shit it was great we swept those assholes and we're winning the world series get on board some other London observations I had. I almost did. You almost get hit by any cars? Like I was almost always getting hit by a car. <laughs> I kept looking the yeah, wrong way. That that whole look, right? See, and then London is so polite. They they say like even on on the train, right? I, I heard an announcement. It was like, make sure to keep a water bottle and stay hydrated. Mind the gap. Doors are opening. Look right. Look left. And like they have it written down on the street. Like look right and look left because people are just walking and. Obviously, people drive on the other side of the road. Like, I can never drive over there. It tripped me out the first day when I went to Ireland. We took an Uber to the airport to go to Ireland. It was about an hour ride. And just, like, looking at, like, the highway, and I'm like, 
I'm in the driver's side and I'm just bugged out. Um, the first, yeah, like, I didn't get hit, but the I, first, like, day and a half, whenever I'd get in a cab, I'd be like, bitch, you're on the wrong side of the road. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you're, and even looking at traffic, yeah. right? You're like, man, this guy, this guy over there is uh, texting and driving. He's wilding. And then you you realize there's no steering wheel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or like this person's got their phone out taking pictures while they drive. No, the, the other person's driving. And the street does say, like, when you go to cross, it says, like, look right and, you know, wherever you're supposed to look. But I'm not looking at the goddamn sidewalk. Like, I'm not looking at the street when I'm walking. Right. I'm not looking at my shoes. I'm walking. Yeah. And then did you notice the, like, uh, the, like, stop walks? Or, or I don't even know if it's a stop walk. The um, crosswalks. To cross the, the crosswalk. It's like, okay, there's red for stop, green for go, but it's only some of them are only like a couple seconds. They're so very quick. You're like playing this, you're playing chicken. It's like you've got like you've got like six seconds to get across. The lights aren't always <laughs> at the corner, too. Like you could stop at a light and then be making a left. And so the, you'll be at a red light, it'll turn green, you'll make a left. And in like 30 feet, you're stopped at another light that is for that block but you don't just like automatically get through it and the crosswalks will be staggered that that was trippy i thought i was gonna get hit by a car like a bunch of times yo here's a great one for you from me being a rookie going to london for the first time so my girlfriend got us the adapters to plug our phones in the charge in the wall because obviously it's different um the three prong adapter that you need to plug in our little two prong Um, blocks for our phones so we tried to like game the system and bring a like snake a little like power cord with like multiple outlets and in a hotel room i don't know the wattage is different i think it might be what 120 volts for us i don't know what theirs it's also that everything there it's strong everything over there is also like a billion years old yeah that too it's very old but the electricity is strong I, i literally saw like fire and smoke coming out and we tripped the electricity in my room where like we didn't have power in my room, we had to switch to another room. That's funny. Just from having the like trying to bring our American like power, power cord, it's like zoop. Nope, we tripped it, and it was like something. And I guess like the circuit breaker to just like nah, just shut it down. Yeah, it's you run into like all these these little things going over there. Like our air conditioning didn't work great, so we got like switched to another room too. Um, but I still love it. I love going over there. I like the Shoreditch area. I would say if you go stay in Shoreditch, like you stayed further away. If you're going just for baseball, stay in Shoreditch because there's a lot going on there and it's kind of close to the stadium. Um, but yeah, I mean, just overall, like just can't say it enough. Great trip. And if you didn't go, it's hard to take you serious. It, it, like, and you're like, oh, I'm a huge fan. Like I get it. Some people, a way you could tell is if you're offended by me saying that, I feel like if someone's just like, well, no, I couldn't go because like my mom died or like whatever, something happened, you're fine with that situation because you like made a decision. But anyone who is just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm still like a huge fan, even though I didn't go. Or people who like wanted to shit on every little thing while they were watching from home, they're just mad at yeah. themselves. Like, because I saw, yeah, you're definitely kicking yourself. A lot of people you're have said, like, oh, I wish I went. Like, I thought it was dumb. And now I feel dumb after not going. Man. And no one, I haven't seen anyone be like, that was a bad time. I regret going on that trip. It's coming up on a year since I left my last corporate job, July 6th. When we booked these tickets, I didn't have a job. I was just figuring things out. But I booked the tickets at five in the morning because I signed up for the London series alerts. I got all the emails. I knew I was going before George's box was a thing. Like I knew what I was going before. I knew I'd have the money to go. 
I just like like you're saying, you're a Yankee fan. You're a big Yankee fan. How big of a Yankee fan are you? I feel like I'm supposed to be in London when the Yankees are in London for the first time. And I know you felt the same and you figure it out and you make it happen and you monitor flights. Even with the flights, the flights were double what I paid. And I watched the flights every single day until they dropped into my uh, price range. And I'm like, boom, there it is. We got it. Flight's done. Okay, where are we going? We're going to book the hotel. Done. Like we're going. And if the Yankees play in Tokyo, if they play in Germany, if they play in South Africa, I don't care. Like, I'm going to try and figure out how to make sure I'm standing there next to you. Probably this guy's he's leading the chance. Let's go Yankees. One of the most funny moments of the entire weekend. I go to find Batista. Batista tweeted about it. And JJ is a few sections over, like three or four sections over. And he gets up and he goes, Keith, I'm going to get a beer. And the stadium is pretty quiet at the time. Yeah. So that was what they let's talk about the noise. Like, um, the stadium they was. They didn't know how yeah, to like. They didn't know how to like baseball chatter throughout the game. There were a lot of right. silent times when action wasn't there. When action happened, crowd was great, but it created the opportunity for me to do shit like yell, and I'll let you continue. Yeah, so like I mean, they don't they don't necessarily know all the little nuances or even the players that they're watching, so they're quietly watching the match. JJ gets up, Keith, I'm going to get a beer. And I stand up and yell, I go, get me one too. And then now everyone else is like, get me one too, get me. And you get like a little cheer. Uh, I wish I had it on camera. I caught a little bit on, on the way back where he's like, Keith, I'm back. And I'm like, thanks. But uh, that was that was a moment that is just like shows you that, like, yo, you're not in an American ballpark. You're in a soccer stadium. And a lot of these fans aren't American. And they're taking it all in quietly and don't know the little things. I even watched a Red Sox fan come up to you and say, I loved that. I loved like when you said, you know, Red Sox fans, be quiet. This is for the Yankees. And you started the Let's Go Yankees chant from a few rows down where everyone could see you. And like you were bringing the energy. People didn't know. It was like, they're so polite. They're like afraid to yell at certain times. Like, no, get rowdy. Yeah. I mean, I I think that was a lot of fun. We really got to, it was an opportunity for people like us who are outgoing Yankees fans. And obviously we're, you know, try to be media or internet personalities or whatever it is we're trying to do here. And it, um, it was just an awesome time to be able to do that on like you know a world stage. So some other Yankee news as uh, you know we kind of get through you know get ready to get into this All Star break is today being July second we were able to start our international signings and we went out and got Jason the Martian Dominguez who's a 16 year old out of the Dominican Republic who we signed for a record 5.1 million dollar signing bonus. Uh, he's a center fielder. Uh, from what I've read about him, they call him the Martian because he couldn't even be from this world. They say he is just like Mike Trout, except Mike Trout wasn't this good at this age. And I feel like normally I wouldn't care about this, except for the fact that what we've just seen the Yankees do in terms of bringing guys along like Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres and, uh, you know, some of the other guys that are kind of coming through the system and some of the guys who are being used for trades, I've joked before about how Gary Sanchez at a certain point, I didn't think he was real because we heard about him as a 16 year old. Yeah, we heard about him for so, it was long. so long and now it could be six years. It could be eight years. So this guy's in the big leagues, but like, who knows? It could be two years and it is the beginning of us like reloading the system again. And that's exciting for me when I think <laughs> about like yeah. 2030. Yeah, man. Uh, we had a DJ. I'm going to start calling this kid JD. And he plays center. Um, 
I mean, I don't know. I love Hicksy. I'm always repping the Hicks hive, but hey, we might have a guy in a few years coming up. This kid looks like he's already over the age of six. He 16. looks like a like, fucking tank. Muscle wise, like he's a tank. I'm like, this kid could play linebacker. I don't know if he's 16. And I've been watching the videos of him hit. He's got a sweet swing. Coming up in our development and in our program, the way we bring guys up, we're going to get him ready, man. And uh, I don't know. He might be, uh, you know, older than his age. Like, I know that that's a whole thing. If, if, if you're a baseball fan, here's a baseball movie that you probably didn't see and you should see. Uh, Pelotero. I don't know how many of you have watched that, but it's Miguel Sano's um, journey to the major leagues. And uh, actually, Gary Sanchez is in it, um, or at least pictures of him are in it. But look it up on YouTube. It's um, P.E. L-O-T-E-R-O, Pelotero, and it shows you the type of shit that these kids go through training to try and get signed. Now, the money that, like, Miguel Sano signed for, he might have signed for, I don't know, under $2 million. This kid, Jason Dominguez, just signed for a record $5.1 million, and the Yankees have that money through some other deals that we did, and it's just, yo, the evil empire is good to be us. We should watch Pelotero and talk about it. Not for next week. I probably won't have time because I'm on vacation. Oh, you haven't seen no, it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, perfect, dude. You, I mean, on the uh, maybe on the plane. Yeah, let me see if I it, can download it. Uh, like, it's I'll definitely rip it on YouTube. YouTube. Rip- Pelotero is a great movie for Yankee fans to watch right now as we just signed this, this Jason Dominguez kid for the most money ever. Go watch Pelotero. Awesome. We'll have to watch it. I'm, ex- I'm excited about this kid. Um, just because I love getting excited about things for the Yankees, if nothing else. I don't really follow the minor leagues. I'll forget this guy exists uh, in 20 minutes, and then in like three years, well, I'll get hype about him. I'll talk all the shit in the world for him uh, while he goes and you know goes through whatever process they go through with a 16-year-old because I don't think they just plug him in at like Tampa. Um, so that's exciting to hear. And I guess I kind of sad news, but kind of like, hey, good for you news. John Sterling is taking this weekend off. And so uh, I guess it's it's after 30 years of him calling every game, he's going to get eight days off. And he made the trip to London. He was sitting right in front of us on Sunday. I think, you know, anyone who's seen him, uh, I'm I'm not shocking you by telling you, like, he looks like an old man uh, because he is an old man. So maybe getting, you know, these eight days off will keep him fresh and, and we'll get him for longer rather than worrying about a streak. Yeah, man. Um, I just hope he's good. I hope his health is good. I know that flight is rough. I know it's it's different being in London from what you're eating to what you're doing. And, you know, that could throw off an older gentleman. Um, like you said, they were sitting right in front of us. I was harassing Susan Wallman on Instagram, like, let us get a selfie. Let us get a selfie uh, before the game ended Sunday. Um, but she walked on the field. But hey, I don't know if they're going to have someone fill in for John. Maybe Susan's going to carry gonna it. It's going to be uh, Ryan, um, Ryan Rucco, I saw. Oh, perfect. Good for Ruko. We saw him out there in London. Good for Ruko to slide in that spot. Um, hopefully, it's him and Susan, and then we get a little different dynamic, but hope you're feeling well, John. I uh, hope this is just a, a cautionary like break for you because you know London gave you a break. You take the rest of the week off and come back strong because we're going to need you to call these games and uh, be ready for the World Series. So, um, hope his health is good, and I mean, th- that kind of transitions us into uh, another sad story, um, the health of... Um, you know, a young guy at 27 that lost his life, Tyler Skaggs from the Angels. Um, this, this story came out yesterday, and I just tweeted. I was like, what happened? Because I couldn't find any information. Like, what happened to Tyler Skaggs? And they, they said there was no foul play. They said that he was found in his hotel room in Texas. Um, they're on a road trip. 
the Angels are playing the Rangers. And I guess he just, you know, didn't show up to the ballpark and they sent someone to go find him and was found unresponsive. Uh, but how how eerie is it that like the Angels lost a player 10 years ago, Nick Adenhart, in a, in a car crash, another pitcher, and now they lose Tyler Skaggs and it's the Angels, the Halos, like, like we're dealing with death here. Yeah, so I know you're a big uh, you're a big universe guy, and yeah. I'm a big like just uh, things happen guy. So it's kind of it's interesting as uh, for like people don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. We don't really know each other that well. So like when we have like the meetup, when we have like the BP events, and like now we just got to hang out for a whole weekend in London. Like we learn more about each other. Uh, and so like yeah, you're a big universe guy, and to me, I'm just like that's kind of a coincidence. Obviously, like this guy. Uh, this guy passing away is terrible. I mean, he had a wife. Um, uh, he had, I believe his parents were still alive and it's really terrible whenever, uh, a parent has to bury their child. It's just kind of not the way things are supposed to, supposed to go. Um, I mean, saying goodbye to my dog when I had to, uh, leave, I was just like, I can't like, you have to outlive me. Um, so, (laughs) you know, it's terrible. Um, there's been, you know, recently we've had other baseball players who've passed away. Um, there were a couple in Dominican Republic. Uh, there were car crashes. There's been boat crashes. Um, but like just to, and again, we don't know any details as of recording right now, but it might just be like he went to sleep and just didn't wake up. And that stinks. Uh, and it's weird to say it, but you hope it's that over he harmed himself or foul play or anything like that, um, just because like maybe there's some you know solace in he went peacefully in his sleep or you know. Um, but one thing that does bother me is so obviously we have a baseball show, so we kind of got to talk about it, and like I'm kind of ready to move on from it. I hate everybody. Like it happened, I didn't tweet about it at all because like I don't know this guy. I'm not an Angels fan, um, and I don't think anyone really cares to hear from me. I think a lot of people jump on board with like. I got a tweet about this, uh, and I really feel like they're doing it for themselves. It's like the idea, you know, they want, oh, people see how nice I am. It's uh, Anthony Jeselnik has a great bit on it. Uh, It's when people hashtag, like, thoughts and prayers. Like, thoughts hashtag thoughts and prayers means nothing. Uh, When you send that tweet, you are essentially a wedding photographer who only takes selfies because you've inserted yourself in the situation. So I do feel terrible for his family, um, but... People gotta stop no, going I over the top. Like, I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even tweet R.I.P. I'm like, what happened? I need more information. I'm not jumping in. I definitely am yeah. not jumping in with that because I saw people with the uh, field of field of dreams graphic. Yo, I saw there was. I think it was. Oh fuck, I forget who tweeted it. Someone tweeted it. Um, like a Twitter personality. Um, you know, tweeted. It wasn't a formal reporter. It was someone who's like more on our end of the spectrum of just like kind of goofy internet sports person um, tweeted about it. And some lady, the top reply was, I have tickets to tonight's game. What happens? I was like, Jesus lady. Well, the game is not going to be played. People are grieving. They're going to play tonight and have a tribute, but exactly right. That's the internet. That's literally the internet for you in a screenshot. I'm fucking crying. I'm tearing. Just thinking about (laughs) it. Because she reads the tweet and she's just looking for info on the internet. Her reply, she's trying to figure out if if she needs to like get a rain check. No, I don't think it wasn't the tone of it because I don't have the exact wording. Wasn't like 
I'm looking for information so much as like I'm exasperated. Like I no, I think it was <laughs> I think there was an assumption like, oh, they're gonna play. <laughs> like they're still playing, right? Like might have been in it. Uh it was so funny, it was so out of touch. And when you're reading news about a person dying like that, you know, regardless of whether you know them or not, um, you're like, ah, oh, that stinks. You know, you got that. You're you get a little sunken, and then you read some lady say that shit, and you're just like, oh my god, old people shouldn't have smartphones. Like, what are you doing yeah, on Twitter? Yeah. Get on Facebook, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, that stinks. Uh, w- so yeah well yeah obviously let's say a rest in peace and sending condolences out to his family teammates that sucks 27 is is way too young yes yeah Um, yeah definitely i mean again he had he had a wife his parents are still alive like that's terrible everyone should go when they're old um the subway series starts tonight i being in italy probably not gonna watch uh any of it maybe i'll catch highlights i'll catch it on uh like twitter um, again, just kind of like the last one, I just don't care. I just think I've praised MLB so much about how they handled the London series. Handled the London series. Just got to get Yankees Mets. Uh, whether it's unfair for them to have to play us six times instead of four times some years, um, they should play weekend series. Yeah, we talked about that too. It's like a Tuesday, Wednesday, two game series for like home and away. I don't know. And even when I like when I was working corporate, I like to go, um, you know, leave work at like 530, go to the stadium, but not for Mets Yankees. It's a city like everyone in the city, like should be going to these games, make it on the weekend and everyone outside of the city. Right. The, you know, greater New York area, New Jersey, Connecticut can travel to the game easier if it's a Saturday, Saturday night. But plus whatever, we don't make these calls. when you think about it. So you're a Yankees fan. You have friends who are Yankees fans. Uh, I'm sure you have friends who are Mets fans too, right? And yeah. you've gone to just a game at City Field the Mets are playing because someone's got like, hey, I got an extra ticket or they're good seats or something like that, right? Yeah, I like I actually like City Field yeah. minus the Mets. Yeah. Like if, if any other team was playing there, uh, there's maybe other two other teams, but like it's a, it's a good park. There's good food. I've had good times. But there. like going to a game, like a Saturday game with your friends who are Yankees fans and going to a Yankee game and going to Billy's and whatever is fucking great. And going to a Saturday game at City Field with your Met friends, friends, and going to McFadden's or tailgating and having a bunch of beers is fun. It's not great because, like, you don't care as much about the team, but you're having a good time with friends. Now, on a weekend series, you could mash all that shit together. It's just so much fun. Yeah. You get to drink. Like, I could hang out with all my Yankee fans, friends, and, like, one of my best friends, Jason, is a huge Mets fan. Like he gets to come. Now I'm at Billy's with Jason. I'm never at Billy's with Jason. Like this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And you get like friendly shit talk, friendly banter. And yeah, like the seven line army comes to Yankee stadium. And we're all like, fuck those guys. And then we all go to city field and take over right field and do roll call. And I just, MLB is headquartered in New York. Like they know that, like you can feel that. I just don't know why they'll do it. It's right, just most such a of their employees are Mets yeah. and Yankees fans. It just—it's not like oh, we had no idea. Like you know this man, it's happening outside. You, you, you could uh, literally pull just the marketing team yeah. and get that answer. Just walk outside today and be like, oh, no one gives a shit. You know, I mean, at least make it like I don't know, like Thursday. I don't know, thir- oh, like a 
You can't really make no, the you series gotta do. like Wednesday, Thursday with travel and other things. But if they, I wouldn't even I care, know. and I don't know if the Yankees and Mets would care if they did like a special instead of having a getaway day on a Thursday. If they did like Thursday, Friday at one stadium, Saturday, Sunday at the other, or even mix it, did Thursday, then Friday. Like logistically, maybe it costs more money if they have to only do four games. But like, do something weird like that. I mean, back when we were probably in like high schoolish times. There was some incident with like a rain out and they ended up playing a day night doubleheader in both stadiums. And like that was exciting. That's a thing that's going on. I was a kid. I didn't go to both games, but just like the idea to do that. So many people would do that. It'd be a lot of fun It create a lot of buzz also around the game. Uh, like you're, you've got to capitalize on these rivalries. And I feel like they're not. And especially after coming over from. Uh, you know, coming over from America where a lot of talk around the sport is like, ah, it's kind of dying, it's kind of slow, and seeing the excitement, the opportunity, and the possibility for growth and people learning about the game even existing every day, I really just want to see Major League Baseball, like, figure this shit out. And the Subway Series is, uh, I mean, it's not going to impact the whole league, but just think about that for all those big rivalry interleague games. Like, how can you do this better? Yeah, they're getting there. I'm rooting for MLB to just button up little things like this and, like, you know, tighten things up like this. Because I did hear that. Even walking out, I heard someone say, well, I, I hear baseball's not doing well compared to the other sports in America. Like, what do you, what do you mean? It's doing, it's doing just fine. Look at all these people around you in London that paid to come to this game. But, right, tightening up little things like the Mets-Yankees subway series and optimizing that to making, you know, everyone be there, ESPN cover it, have it on the weekend – uh, you know, that is something that should be a priority. Put all the nets up in every field for safety. That's another thing about the, the net in um in London. It was a huge a lot net. of net. They had a lot of net there. There's a lot of net. It's huge. You net. need that. No people don't know what's, about people it. know what's happening. People don't know where the ball's coming from. Good to have a lot of <laughs> net there. And yeah, it did. There was, a lot of foul, there was a lot of foul territory. There was a lot of foul territory. But that that net was far reaching. That was the biggest net I ever seen in, at a baseball game. It was huge. Um. Yeah, so just, like, keep doing it. This week, the Yankees have two games on the road against the Mets, four in Tampa with really a chance to end their season. You know, you take three or four from them, and, uh, you know, depending on what happens with Mets series you're at, or what the Rays do in wherever the hell they're playing, next thing you know, you're eight and a half games up, headed into an all-star break. And the other thing is when we get these leads at, you know, right now it's six and a half, could be eight and a half, could get up to nine could have, you know, we've already got the Red Sox in double digits, is we're also just eating up calendar. Like, there are just less yeah. days for for them to play and to win. Head into the All-Star game where we've got DJ and Gary starting. Um, Araldis Chapman made the roster. We have the same amount of All-Stars as the Mets, which is fucking weird. I guess some guy Jeff McNeil's on the Mets. He looks like a truck driver. And uh, seeing Pete Alonzo when we played him, that guy's a doofball. Uh, so I don't really care about them. I think uh, the I'm Voigt and Gleiber should have been all stars. I'm glad that hope hopefully I don't know. I haven't been paying much attention. This keeps Voigt out of the home run derby. Well, also his injury. Yeah, Voigt is hurt. So, yeah, so, so that'll keep him done. out. Um, but let's get through this. Let's just get everyone healthy. Let's take a couple more games from the Rays and then just mount up for a really a nice stretch at home, starting with the the Blue Jays going all the way through the Rocky series. And on that the 20th, Bronx Pinstripes is hosting an event. Uh, go to BronxPinstripes.com. Go to Fan Shop. Uh, you get, for $69, you get a ticket to the game in Section 205 with all of us. 
Uh, we normally have like two, 300 people, something like that. Uh, t-shirts, you get a t-shirt mailed to you. We all meet at a bar before with drink specials. Have a great time. What a transition that was right into an ad. Perfect. Getting good yeah, at this. Right? <laughs> um, that's really all all I have. I know you, you've you got an evening ahead of you. I got to go to bed at some point. Uh, can't say enough how much fun London was, but uh, you have anything else for uh, for the people? Yeah, you uh, you Yankee fans that are such big Yankee fans, make up for it tonight. I, I'm not going to be able to get to City Field tonight. Maybe someone will send me a ticket tomorrow. But go to uh, City Field and tear it up and uh, represent the Yankees there since you couldn't make it across the pond. And um, I don't want to see another person write to me or JJ that we're jinxing shit because the way we talk. The way we talk is all energy, right? I'm a universe person. I talk about numbers connecting and destiny. And you can't jinx dex- destiny. You literally can't. We are destined to do what we're going to do, and we're going to talk like it until it happens. So lo- that's all I got for you. Love it. You can follow him on Twitter at Keith underscore McPherson, on Instagram at Keith McPherson. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx on both platforms. And you can also follow uh, the podcast at George's Box Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Come out on the 20th. Uh, send, you listen, here's what you do you see us tweet about the show, you see us post about it on Facebook, hit a retweet or send it to a friend. It'll be an engagement gift for Keith. Keith, I can't say again, congr- <laughs> uh, I can't say it enough. Congratulations to both you and Nicole. Uh, you guys look incredibly happy. I know the whole Bronx Pinstripes. Uh, family is happy for you and all our listeners are so uh, hopefully we'll see you on the 20th at the stadium if we don't see you then we'll see you at the parade Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.